Yes, it's Monday, and we all know what that means by now. It means I, Kevin Eustace, this man right here, I'm going to talk to you guys about ghosts. Now, I was recently on the Jim Harold show, so therefore there's probably quite a few people tuning in thinking, I'm not too sure what to expect here. Well, I'll break it down for you. On this show, I'm more myself. It's a little bit more... It's not tongue-in-cheek. It's more, I like to go on rants. I like to try and have a bit of a laugh. But we do also, all of us, all of us who listen, believe in the paranormal and give the ghost stories that we read out the due credit they deserve. So if you're looking for that, you're at the right place. However, if you just want a scare and a good ghost story, head over to my other podcast, The Dark Paranormal, where there is zero levity. There is zero of this. There is zero of me being my 90% of the time natural self. What you get over there is my, me being my 10% self, where I'm serious and I'm very ba ba ba. I don't know what ba 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 means. Something like a sheep. But you can see by that reference how this show goes. I hope you're all fantastically well and have had a better morning than I thus far. Thus far, I've woken up. It's a bit cold, a bit too early to put the heating on. So I've put on a poncho. A genuine poncho that Becca bought me to wear around the house. Um, not like to look, you know, like like anything. Just so that I can stay warm during moments exactly like this. And I also have on two under-eye face masks. Like these green, bright green things that sit under your eyelids to try and reduce bags. Okay? And my hair's all stuck up because it's dried from the shower. And I haven't done anything with it yet. Um... And then the cat started to meow, so the cat wanted to go outside. So I went outside in my poncho, in my green eye mask, and the neighbour decided he would leave to go into his back garden at the same time. And we had the most awkward conversation where he didn't address how I looked at all. He was like, taking the cat for a walk? And I was like, yeah, how are you? And he was like, not bad, how are you? All right, haven't seen much of back cat. No, she's working away. And I could tell he was thinking... And therefore, you're losing your mind. Anyway, bring the cat in after the walk. I was like, well, that was fucking embarrassing. Next thing, ding dong. Now I'm waiting on a parcel. And uh, it's a very important parcel. So I thought, shit. So I ran to the front door. Um, and because we have this multi-lock system, like a door within a door within a door, I eventually get all the doors open. And through the frosted glass, I can see someone stood there with a bag. And I'm like, that'll be my parcel. I open it. Again in my poncho, again in my green eye masks, to be greeted by a very confused young man who is looking at me and he goes, I, I look at him and he's clearly not a delivery guy. He hasn't got a parcel with him. And he goes, I'm really sorry to disturb you. Um, and he pauses. And I'm thinking, what the fuck's happened? You know, is he going to be like, but I'm from the Saudi government and Becca, I'm afraid, died in a skiing accident. Yes, we have ski slopes over there. But um, no, he went... Um, please, here, can you take this? And it was a Jehovah's Witness card. Like, they're getting very high-tech. They don't want to come in and have a chat, a cup of tea anymore. No, 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 talk about card. It's um, a small card. It just says jw.org on the front, and on the back is a QR code. That's it. And I haven't scanned the QR code yet. It might be like I've been invited to some secret society, but I, what I actually think it is is that because they used to say, hi, we're from the Jehovah's Witness, and people would slam doors and faces. With this, you just go, yeah, and you take it off them, and you go in your house, and you put it to the side, and then you'll scan it, and you'll be like, my phone's tent to Christ. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So I've had a very interesting morning. I hope yours has been better. Anyway, 
what are we going to do this morning? We're going to talk about ghosts. We do eventually talk about ghosts, I promise. First and foremost, we'll thank our patrons. Then we'll review something paranormal so that you don't have to review it for yourself. And I'll read out some true ghost stories that have come in from you wonderful people. And then we don't have a Becker's Reddit Corner because we haven't been able to maintain a good connection. We attempted one and it didn't work. So you'll get a Kev's Reddit Corner instead. I'm going to hijack that dark corner space where she lives. Hurrah! And, um, yeah, that's how the show looks. So let's crock right on and say a thank you to our Patreons. Now, when you sign up to Patreon, not only do you support the show, but you get two additional shows each and every week. One is a midweek ramble where, well, this week it was me and Brennan from the Ghost Story Guys just shooting the breeze. And on a Sunday, you normally get a paranormal Patreon. But because me and Brennan recorded like an hour and a half worth of stuff, we just put the rest of that out. But normally we try and keep it paranormal. But either way, the cat jumps. You get access to two extra shows every week. There's over 200 shows over there, which God knows how many hours worth of, you know, stuff to fill your ears is over there right now. But you also get your name sung out as a song, as a thank you. In a song, as a thank you. So this week we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight new Patreons. However, one of them does not want their name sung. So we will request that. So we're going to have a song for seven people. And we're going to do it in a slightly sort of... 70s Beatlesy way the guitar is indeed out and this is for you wonderful guys Amy Sink oh sorry the people's names are Amy Sink Rebecca Freer Nicola Antrobus Rama Sharma Claire Thompson Kim Garnett and Tell Fay. and this is for you Amy Sink take two Rebecca Freer Nicola Antrobus and Ramashama There's Claire Thompson And Kim Garnett Then there's Telfay Don't you forget You signed up to Patreon You did And I want to say thank you Signed up to Patreon, you did, and I wanna say only to you, only to you, thank you. Edited on a seventh with a very shaky falsetto, and you know why that is? Because it's quite early in the morning, and I didn't want to freak the neighbours out. I should have freaked them out anyway, shouldn't I? But thank you so much, guys. If you want to join those wonderful people, head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Now let's have a paranormal review, shall we? Yes, it's time to review something paranormal so that you don't have to review it for yourself. Yes, to new listeners, that makes no sense at all. It's kind of part of the joke. Um, it didn't start as a joke. It was started as a genuine, serious attempt of a catchphrase. And then I realised it made no sense. Anyway, one of our listeners, Mandy, has been in touch. And she said, hi, Kev. And I said, hi, Mandy. Because, you know, I'm nice like that. I chat back. And um, she says, would you mind doing a paranormal review about my paranormal podcast? And I said, yes, I would, actually, Mandy. And we never spoke again. So this review is about a film that I watched. I'm joking. No, this review is about Mandy's podcast. And it's dead good. It's called History Obscura. Now, it's done in like a character style. So think Radio Rental if you listen to that or if you've listened to something similar. 
So she presents it from like an, it uh, sounds like an English tea room, albeit her not being English. But, you know, it sounds like it's in a, a quaint old haunted house. And then when she's gone through her introduction, she then will cover some of the most amazing and obscure facts and cases in history. Hence the name of the podcast, History Obscura. So she covers Nikola Tesla. Um, she covers ghost stories from Normandy during the war. She's got saucer things in there. And by saucer, I don't mean cup and saucer, I mean UFOs. She looks at Arthur Conan Doyle's interest in the paranormal and his arguments with Harry Houdini. Yes. So there's quite a lot on there. Um, in all honesty, I've only listened to about two or three episodes thus far, but what I've heard this far, I've really liked. It's right up my street. So if you're into that sort of bag, and why wouldn't you be, then check out the History Obscura podcast. Uh, she's actually put together, a, 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 I forget what they call now, a playlist. Got to sound like a proper granddad, don't I? Well, one of those playlists, I believe. Put together a playlist on YouTube that you can go and check out. So if you search History Obscura on wherever you get your podcasts and also on YouTube, you'll find that playlist. Uh, speaking of sounding like a granddad, yesterday, and this shouldn't really be in the segment, but I'll say it anyway. Um, a friend of mine put a, like a story up on, on um, Instagram and I clicked it and it said, we've been seeing adverts like this all our lives, right? And it was about women, um, you know, adverts aimed towards women's weight that have been really bad throughout history. But I didn't know that at the time because you were meant to click on the post. So if you didn't click on the story, it just went to the next person's story. So all their post said was, we've been putting up with this all our lives or something. And then it moved on to someone else. So I, I, like, I was going to say I emailed her. I messaged her on Instagram and said, what, what was that? It just said, putting up with what? It didn't go on to anything. And there was a colon. And she was like, you do know you're meant to press the picture, don't you? Granddad. I was like, oh, oh, damn you bloody millennials. Anyway, none of that's to do with History Obscura. Go and check it out and check it out now because it's two thumbs to the sky. <laughs> yes, and now it's time for my favourite part of the week. And yes, I say that every week, but it is the truth because I get to read out your true paranormal experiences. Now, this week we've got uh, about three that we're going to do. Our first one comes in from Spooky Anonymous. Ooh. And they write, Hi, Kev. Hi. Becca. Hi. <laughs> oh, hello, Becca. And the neighbour's cat. Meow. I used to deliver newspaper supplements in the early hours of the morning on the weekends. One Saturday night, I was delivering to a shop in Chadwell St. Mary. Opposite the shop was a large patch of grass with a long bush in the middle. As I was unloading, I saw three young girls about eight or nine years old dancing around the bush. After I put two bundles into the box at the front of the shop, I turned around and the three children had disappeared. I thought nothing of this until I'd driven away. When I realised that all the time I saw them, I never heard a single sound from the girls. And this all happened between 2 and 2.30 in the morning. I don't suppose Becca will believe it, but I'm convinced I saw ghosts that morning. Wow, anonymous, that's amazing and terrifying. Literally dancing around the mulberry bush. Um, Becca probably would not believe that. What she would do is pick me up on me saying children again, with a U, children, instead of children, or whoever she says I'm meant to say it. Children. Anyway, wow, anonymous, that's amazing, and it is actually 
quite terrifying. I don't know the history of Chadwell St. Mary, but I wonder if it does have, you know, was there anything there? A former school, an orphanage, a nunnery. I don't know why kids would be at a nunnery singing around a bush, but that is very terrifying. So thank you very much. Next, we have an update from Keith. And Keith writes, hi, Kev. Hi. How's it going? Not too bad, Keith. Yourself? Keith? Keith? Keith! I joke, of course. First off, Dark Paranormal, episode one, OMFG. Can't begin to imagine what the rest of the season's going to be like. Thumbs up emoticon. Thanks, Keith. I really appreciate that. Now, this is a little update. He says, just a little update, told you, on the bit for you from the Haunted Bedroom episode on Wintag with the bit with my granddaughter and the guy she could see on the settee. Ah, okay, yeah, I think I recall that episode. Well, last Thursday morning... My wife was just coming out of the bathroom and my granddaughter was on the landing outside the bathroom door. She looked at my wife and said, Who's that? Pointing down the hallway to where our bedroom and the middle bedroom door is. My wife thought, Oh no, here we go, and said to my granddaughter, Who? My granddaughter said, Who's that down there? My wife couldn't see anything and said, Is it that guy again from the settee? She said, no, it's a lady, and carried on looking, and then she just carried on playing as if it was normal. Later that day, remember me saying she was three going on 30, my granddaughter, her dad, and my wife were in the kitchen lounge. I was getting ready for work. My wife had told me when I came downstairs that the conversation turned to where babies come from whilst talking to our granddaughter. Now, she didn't come out with a reply you'd expect from a three-year-old. She pointed up and said, up there. My wife said, what, upstairs, with a bit of a laugh. My granddaughter replied, no, nanny, up there in the sky. I came down from the sky and went into mummy's tummy. A very strange comment that you would hear from past life stories of born-again people, allegedly. She is definitely an old soul, and very knowing for her age. Just thought I'd give you the little update. Cheers, Keith. Thanks, Keith. Keith? Keith! Now, that's amazing, Keith. And you know what? Terrifying. Not so much the the daughter seeing the old... Well, you, you didn't say it was an old woman, but that's how I pictured her. So not so much the granddaughter seeing the spectre down the hall, although that is absolutely terrifying... But this born-again thing, you know, oh, I'll come from the sky and I arrived in mummy's tummy. I'm hearing loads of stories about reincarnation recently. I don't know what it is. You know when you go through, like, a strange little section of your life where something hits your ears or your eyeballs every day, seemingly? Well, it seems to be reincarnation with me at the minute. Like, people only want to talk about that with me. Like, don't you think it's interesting that this, or have you heard the story about the Pollock twins and all this, and I'm a bit like, why am I constantly being reminded about reincarnation? Is something going to happen? Hopefully not. Our next email comes in from Elizabeth, and I won't read out your full name, but you've got the same name as my cousin, just to let you know. And it's called Mama Lisa. Hi, Kev. Hi. And Beck. Hi. And a nice little meow to TNC. She, you know what? I nearly pressed record before because she was up brushing her chin against the microphone and pairing. I had to wait like 15 minutes. She was like, because it's like fairy and she likes that sort of stuff. 
I'm new to uh, We Need to Talk About Ghosts and The Dark Paranormal, but I've gone back and listened to all of the episodes and I love them. Ah, thank you. I've seen, heard and felt a lot in the paranormal aspect of my life. I'll keep this email about my life and my oldest daughter short because going into everything would take entirely too long. Well, you know, I will read out anything you send. So if you want to spend all day writing that out, please do. I will read it out. That's how the show works. It's your show, people, not mine. I just sit here and waffle, as you can tell. I'm the conduit, if you will. Anyway, this is Elizabeth's email. I'm 33 and from a small town in Tennessee. My mum had always told me I had a special sense for things. She told me that whilst pregnant with me, she would hear a child running through the house, even though my aunt and uncle were both pre-teen slash teenagers and there were no children in the house. Skipping a few years, I was three or four and I remember having an imaginary friend. Her name was Mama Lisa. I remember specific details about this because she's been around me for a very long time. She's tall, thin, long, thick black hair and has a genuine and loving smile all the time. My mum told me that a few times a week I would tell her to open the door because Mama Lisa and all of her friends are having a tea party with me. She said a few hours later we would have to open the door again to let Mama Lisa's friends leave, but Mama Lisa would always stay. Fast forwarding and skipping quite a bit, honestly. I was 22 and had my oldest kiddo and was newly married. We were living in an apartment and life was good. We would hear our daughter laughing and playing in her room and thought nothing of it until she told us about the man who would come and play with her. I knew it wasn't an actual person or an intruder. According to her, he was old and very nice. I did some digging and it turned out an elderly gentleman had passed away in the apartment before we moved in. This didn't bother me and he never bothered anything in the apartment. A few months later, my husband and I were laying in bed on a Saturday morning, talking and relaxing. We were quietly talking about being kids and how I had Mama Lisa. As we changed the subject, our daughter comes into our room and looks at us completely serious and says, Do you mean Mama Lisa with the long hair and long knees? In brackets, daughter was a toddler and this was how she described tall people, lol. It caught us off guard to the point my husband, who was a sceptic, just looked at me. I asked my daughter how she knew who Mama Lisa was because I'd never mentioned this friend to my kid. She then sat there and described Mama Lisa absolutely perfectly, and I was dumbfounded. My husband asked me just how accurate she was, and I told him that it scared me just how precisely my toddler had described my childhood imaginary friend. It was at this time I realised Mama Lisa wasn't imaginary. She was real. Well, as real as a ghostly entity can be, I tried to find out who she is, but there's no one fitting her description in my family. So I have no idea where she came from or who she is. I've had much more happen, but for now I'm going to leave her here. Because it would probably be too long if I told you all the crazy stuff that took place. Sorry if this email's a mess, it's probably because my life's a mess. Elizabeth, don't be saying that. 
bloody hell. And you know what? Do send in everything that you've got. This podcast shows like mine, shows like we need to talk about ghosts and the dark paranormal rely solely on listener content. That's how, you know, that's our petrol, if you like. That's how we keep going. So I don't want any of you to be thinking, I don't want to bore him. I don't want to write a big, long email and, you know, have him read it out. He'll be bored. I will never be bored. I promise you I will never be bored. If you can hear sirens in the background, that's because I'm about to be taken away. No, um, they've gone now. But seriously, you know, write an email as long as you want it to be, because I want to make sure we cover all of your paranormal experiences. It's always a tease when somebody puts at the end of an email, I've plenty more paranormal things that have happened to me, but I'll leave those for another time. I'm like, no, put, send them in now. Come on. Anyway, thank you sincerely, Elizabeth, for your tale. That is utterly terrifying. To have a generational spirit that kind of, you know, hello, hello, are you the newborn? Hi, allow me to introduce myself. I'm Mama Lisa. I've been here centuries and I look after you. She does sound like quite a caring, caring spirit, to be fair. I mean, she sounds effing terrifying, to be fair, as well. But caring nonetheless, you know. Kind of like if Hannibal Lecter came round with a birthday cake. That sort of, you know, scary, but thank you very much. Anyway, shall we move on to Reddit Corner, which will not be hosted by Becca this week because she is still away and we can't get a good connection, sadly. But it will be hosted by me. And you'll be able to tell that by the slight change to the jingle. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner with Kevin. That was seamless, wasn't it? Absolutely seamless. Anyway... Today's Reddit story was written yesterday, apparently, or posted yesterday to Reddit by none other than Ballsucker2003, the proud child, the proud offspring of Mr and Mrs, or Lord and Lady, Ballsucker2003. And they write, this, this story, by the way, is called Bleeding Castle Walls. Ewa. And I don't think it means like Cockney, those bleeding castle walls. No, no, I believe it means the other way. So this is Bleeding Castle Walls. For context, this was around the late 80s in the UK, and my dad was visiting a place called Chillingham Castle for a school trip. As some of you may or may not know, castles around the UK are known for being quite haunted, and Chillingham is no exception. However, the experience my dad had is quite different to anything I've heard before. There is a courtyard in the centre of the castle, and my dad's tour group had been shown around it previously, and had begun to move on to another area of the castle. However, my dad had managed to misplace his hat, and assumed he'd left it in the courtyard. After telling his teacher, he split off from the group to return to the courtyard and re-entered it. He quickly spotted his hat on the ground and grabbed it, but when he raised his head to stand... The courtyard walls were coated completely in dark red blood. The blood oozed down the walls slowly and quite literally was everywhere on every single wall, even the windows. Obviously terrified, he ran straight out of the courtyard and back to the tour group as fast as possible and told a few of his mates, but no one believed him. The group briefly passed near the courtyard again and when my dad looked, all the blood had disappeared completely. He said he swears to this day that it happened, 
but has no ideas how or why. Does anyone know of any similar stories? Now, that's a good story, in all honesty. I like that story. And it is terrifying, isn't it? To picture that, to imagine and visualise what that young boy went through. That's horrific. And Chillingham Castle, as we may all know, is very haunted, allegedly. Most haunted have been there. I'm pretty sure ghost explorers have been there. You know, it's a very famous haunted site. Home of the Blue Boy, yes, who was allegedly bricked up behind a chimney place. Mm. And you see little sparks of blue light whenever he's around. Yes, you do. But, yeah, I like that. It was a very good story. I can't really have a back and forth with Becca about it, so she's not here. So you're just going to get a one-sided, biased believer's opinion on it. Becca right now will be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But I, I can't do that. I'm just like, oh, my God, the walls were bleeding. But let's see if there's any comments. Somebody said, I don't have any similar stories, but I find a lot of haunted castle stories unsurprising. Over. While not all castles have dungeons, enough of them did for the barbaric horror stories to be absolutely true. Who knows what hangs around? Oh, they mean they're unsurprised they're so haunted. I thought they meant like bored. If you owned the castle and were supporting the losing side of whoever was claiming the throne, there were horrendous death sentences carried out. Tortuous forms whereby someone was put to death, Hollywood would have a hard time illustrating. Brutal stuff. So believing what your father saw, to me, wouldn't be a stretch. There you go. A nice little message of support on Reddit. Now, I don't know. I don't delve into Reddit enough to know if it's a toxic community or can be a toxic community. You know, I know that Twitter can. We all know Twitter's a cesspool. And um, I believe that TikTok's even worse from what I've been told. But I don't know about Reddit. I don't know whether you get demoted or anything. Anyway. Here's another reply to it. It says, I will recount what paranormal experts who've witnessed this phenomena have told me. Oh, this is known as the highest degree of poltergeist activity, and it can be interpreted as demonic too. Whereas the lower degrees involve objects being moved, door slams, whispers, footsteps, things going missing, to full-on batch of crazy episodes of things being thrown around. Now, that is an interesting point of view and perspective on the whole thing. I've never heard of that before. Like, there being, well, obviously, I've heard of varying levels of poltergeist phenomena, but I didn't realise, or I've never thought about, there being an actual structure. So, you know, like, if your walls are bleeding, it's a demon. If the mop moves, it's a knobhead. You know, that sort of, you know, a tier system, if you like, some sort of class system. I don't know. But that does sound utterly terrifying. Blood dripping from the walls. Have we seen that in any horror films? Yes, we've seen it in many horror films. But I wonder where it first originated. You know, I wonder what the origin story is of blood dripping from the walls. There was blood oozing from the walls. You know, is it, it, has it just come from someone's fertile imagination? Or, like that person on Reddit has just said, is it the sign of some sort of demonic activity? I bet you it's biblical. I bet you somewhere in the Bible it says, and the walls started crumbling and bleeding. They were oozing with blood. I bet you somewhere in the Bible it says something like that. Probably about somewhere that they're trying to claim is a horrible place, you know, like Sodom and Gomorrah or something like that. I don't know. What I do know is that that's the end of Reddit Corner and it is therefore also the end of the show. What I would like to say is if you haven't already... We've started um, a website for the Dark Paranormal. Go and check that out. 
Why not? I know it's a different show, but it's a website. It's thedarkparanormal.com. It's as simple as that. And there's also links to the YouTube and stuff like that. What I'm also trying to do in the next up in the next upcoming weeks, does that work as a sentence? I don't think so. Let me rephrase that. In the next few weeks, I'm going to be starting a Twitch channel. Yes. Now, what Twitch is, it's normally for gamers. And I game quite a lot. I go, hey, hey, man, I game. But um, yeah, but you can also, there's a part of it called Just Chatting. So I'm going to try and start setting up like a weekly, almost like a TV show on Twitch. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I'm going to say I'm thinking about it. I've um, signed up as a channel called Haunted Talks. Yes. Oh, no, my username's Haunted Talk. And see if I can do like a weekly TV show almost. I don't know. I think it'll be a good idea. Maybe it won't be. Maybe it'll be fucking terrible. And as a boomer who doesn't know how to use half of this technical stuff, I'll have no clue. But it's still a learning curve. It's something to do, I guess. Anyway, you wonderful people, I'm going to let you all go. I will speak to you again, unless you're a Patreon, I will speak to you again next Monday, where hopefully we'll have another Becker's Reddit Corner with Becker, not in the flesh, but via satellite in Saudi Arabia. Okay, you wonderful people, take care, look after yourselves, and I'll speak to you next week. Tati, bye.